Welcome to Jen Cares, powered by Chosen Podcast, a podcast that brings the community to you. Each week, we will feature a guest that will help us stay in the know. Now, here's your host, Jen Cares. Well, good evening and welcome to Jen Cares, powered by Chosen Counselors. I'm your host, Jen Cares, and the founder of Chosen Counselors, a nonprofit organization that seeks to inspire, motivate, empower, and strengthen individuals and families. As always, I want to thank you all so very much for tuning in each and every week. Whatever week you do pop in on, know that it is truly appreciated. So thank you for tuning in, for liking, for commenting, for sharing, watching again, and telling somebody else about what you learned over here at Gen Cares. Mm. First, I want to say special thanks to Dr. Farmer, who shared with us last week about how your health matters. I hope that you were able to take something away to tell somebody else and to remind yourself just how important you are. And we have to be able to take care of ourselves before we can help anybody else. Mm. So I have taken a test for COVID. It was not a good experience um, only because I'm dramatic. Disclaimer, I'm dramatic. Me, Jennifer. Um, <laughs> they was like, you know, it sounded like it was like a car or something like this, because I couldn't I couldn't get myself together. They was like, wait, breathe. You know, they put the little stick up, you know, it, it was a lot happening. Um, if you had good tests and you did better than me, kudos. <laughs> me, the one and done, that's all I needed. Um, but COVID, as dreaded as this thing has been, as saddening as it has been, it has made an impact. So it's the C word I'm not too fond of, but it's a C word that does need to be addressed. So I want us to be aware of our options of what is going on. Ask some questions from someone who knows about what's going on. Okay. So we also want to be able to invest in ourselves. You know, I'm always going to throw this out here because guess what? Mm -hmm. We have a day of empowerment coming up on Saturday, May 15th. Ah. So y'all stay tuned because we have one phenomenal speakers, one. But I'm going to give out a ticket. You know, I tried to give away some tickets this weekend. I was going to give away five, and nobody did. I guess they didn't want them. I guess I'll try again. But tonight, if you pay attention to the keyword phrase, you may be able to get a ticket tonight. <sighs> what are we saying in the comments? Hello, hello, Sherry. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Brenda. Uh-oh, Dr. Drissa has some family and friends joining us on tonight. So 
a couple months ago, I saw that Dr. Coles was doing a Stop the Spread webinar. And I said, you know what? I need to get her over here because we need to stop the spread. This thing is out of control. And I wanted to keep it going. The weather is breaking. They say COVID is decreasing, but guess what? It is still around. So I want us to find out how we can keep ourselves protected and all that fun jazz. So help me welcome Dr. Nadira Coles. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I can't complain. It is Monday and we made it through the first day of the week. Yes. yes. May the other days go as fast. <laughs> yes. Hurry up Friday. Yes, yes. But then it'll be Monday. Get so baby, take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Yeah. So over here at Jen Cares, we start off with a quote of the day. Today's quote of the day is to lose patience is to lose the battle. To lose patience is to lose the battle. What are your thoughts on that quote? That quote is pretty deep. It's simple, but it's deep. Um, I guess biblically, it reminds me of the scripture, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but he who endures to the end. But when you think about it, if you lose patience, you're going to lose the battle because you haven't even seen it all the way through. Mm. Right. So you have to endure. You have to do what's necessary to get that prize or get whatever is waiting on the other side of that. Mm. So that's kind of what I think of when I when I see that quote. Mm. Trying to get the prize. I like that. You know, I started a new thing and I'm giving myself 15 days to get my life together with it. So on the 15th day, if I did good, I'm going to reward myself. But I can't lose patience. I can't lose hope because if I do, I lose the battle. So well, that's here. right. Mm. All right. Mm. So as always, chosen friends, I have prepared some questions to guide tonight's topic. But if you have any questions or comments, be sure to drop them below and we'll bring them up so we can have our expert tonight. Let us know what the answer is. OK. Hey, Mama Wanda. I'm here, Jen. I have two friends that have the virus now. Oh, so sorry to hear mm. that, Mama Wanda. Definitely keeping them in my prayers. Yeah. Um, Miss Ethel said, good evening to Dr. Drissa Coles, my daughter. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's get into it. Tell us about yourself. Okay, well, just a little about myself. So I'm originally from Philadelphia, where I grew up. I was born and raised in North Philadelphia. Um, you know, I, I went to school in Philly. Um, I'm very proud of my upbringing. Um, went off to college. I actually um, went into different, you know, um, professions, actually. Um, I went to cosmetology school first, mm -hmm. and then I went to nursing school. So um, I became a registered nurse. Um, I had the blessing and the opportunity of having some great mentors throughout that journey. Um, once I became a registered nurse, I went to good old CCP, Community College of Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. That's where I got my start. Um, I decided to further my education within that nursing profession. So I decided to get my bachelor's. Um, then I went and got my master's in nursing with a concentration in education. And eventually, um, for whatever reason, I decided to uh, further my studies and I, and I received my doctorate um, in higher education leadership. Um, I'm currently, I reside in Delaware. Mm -hmm. which we all know is just hop, skip, and a jump to Philly. Hop, skip, and jump. 
hop, skip, and a jump is yeah. right there. And um, I'm married. I have three beautiful children. Um, I currently work in the hospital setting. I clinically practice um, on the weekends as well as um, I'm full-time faculty. I'm a college professor at Drexel University. Very nice, very nice. So I like to do that because I try to let my friends know that I got people that know these stuff. You know, I mean, this is not my film medical. It's not my film. We talked about that last week. I shared how I was dramatic getting the COVID. It's not me. However, I be somebody that knows what they're talking about to help us to know what we need to know. Okay. So let's talk about this doctorate in education. What made you pursue that? I have no clue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been bored. It's like, no, I'm just joking. So, um, Within, I will be honest though, seriously, when as you further your education, it does open your eyes and kind of open up the opportunities, and you realize that you're kind of limited mm -hmm. in what you can do, mm -hmm. and also some opportunities that may be available to you um, if you just stop right there. Mm -hmm. So, I really thought about it, it was a passing thought. I never mm -hmm. ever thought I would get that far. Like, my goal was, you know, my master's, and I'm good. Mm -hmm. However, um, I decided, I said, you know what, this is going to be for me. This is going to be my degree for me. You know, I was pushing hard. I was in that survival mode. And I also wanted to get to a point in my personal life where I was able to, you know, provide for my family, mm -hmm. my children. They were my motivation. So I dedicated each of my degrees for my children. However, my doctorate, ultimately, I said, this one is for me. So um, I really had to narrow down what um, field or concentration that I wanted to get my doctorate in. Mm -hmm. So I explored all those different options. And the one that fit best with my nursing degree for what I was trying to do, which was, you know, go into higher education so I could be now that mentor, that minority mentor mm -hmm. for those that, you know, would like to pursue nursing as a career. I decided to get my EDD, which is my doctorate in education, and my concentration is higher education leadership. And that helped me to pursue me teaching in the higher education arena and academia. So that kind of led me to that. Yes, I like that. That minority. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm, leave it there. So let's talk about this medical field. Why did you get into the medical field? What made you say, let's be a nurse? Yeah. So, you know what? It was actually later on. So I would say in my high school years, maybe around ninth or 10th grade, I started exploring the medical field. Mm -hmm. um, I always had several different things that I wanted to do, and I, I didn't know how to narrow it down. And I always remember, as long as I can remember, my mom always telling me, you don't ever have to be just one thing. Mm -hmm. What does she say that for? Because everybody who knows me knows I'm here, there, everywhere. I, I just be doing everything. Yes. So um, I decided um, to narrow it in on the medical field, I think because I was familiar with that, um, the medical field. So I had that intrigue at an early age because my father, um, you know, he passed when I was much younger, but it was a lot of in and out of the hospital. We had a lot of hospice nurses coming in our home. And so I had that early exposure as a young child um, mm -hmm. to the medical field. So I think that really kind of piqued the curiosity. And, um, you know, we do have several nurses in my family. Um, but I really do think that experience of growing up with someone who, 
you know, um, kind of was always in and out the hospital for the latter years of his life. That kind of gave me that exposure into the medical field. And I really looked up to it. So I think that's really what kind of that was that turning point um, when I decided to kind of pursue it, pursue um, nursing. Well, thank you so much for your service, because we need people like you. Thank I you. can do it. <laughs> but what I love, too, is that you have put the medical with the education to be able to teach somebody else some things. And I found out that you have your own business. Can you share about that? Okay, yeah. So a couple years ago, a good friend of mine, um, Latanya Jones, she's a nurse as well. We um, decided to partner and becoming, you know, instructors for CPR and first aid. We're partnered with the American Red Cross, and we really wanted to focus on the community, like teaching the community the importance of, you know, um, being first responders, because a lot of times a lot of emergencies take place in, in our homes with our loved ones. And we really should know how to react quickly mm -hmm. um, until help arrives or we can be um, traveling somewhere and something happens. And, you know, you really want someone to act fast because right. sometimes by the time help comes, you know, it's delayed and it could be a little too late. Mm -hmm. So we really wanted to kind of educate the community, get them out there and teach them the importance of it. And we also wanted to target the youth. So our youth, we wanted to really um, show the parents that, hey, if your child can um, work a PlayStation or an Xbox, I'm sure they can save a life. Which mm -hmm. one is more important? Right. So they can learn the basics of CPR and first aid and so mm -hmm. forth. So um, we decided to start Trilana um, LLC, where we um, offer our CPR and first aid trainings. We also certify in babysitter training. Um, and we do some nurse consulting work. So from there, um, our umbrella has really um, gotten larger because people saw that we were actually nurses and they would start asking us if we can come to different fairs or different events to do screenings. So we do blood pressure screenings. We um, create and present educational material for certain businesses, small businesses or certain um, a lot of churches in the community will ask us to come out you know, and do certain things. So really our umbrella has expanded. So it's been a blessing, you know, a twofold blessing where we can give back, help our community. And then we can also provide these services for those who like it. Very nice. Now this babysitting, I don't know, you can now be certified in it. Growing up, they're like, look, watch them. I'll be right yep, back. Don't exactly. Open, don't open the door. Don't, <laughs> don't answer the phone. Don't answer phone yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> Coronavirus, actually, a lot of people, some people may know, but it's been around for years, actually. Mm. Coronavirus has been around since when I did my research, since like maybe the 1960s, 1965, mm. I think is the year that coronavirus was first discovered. Okay. So a novel coronavirus is just a common cold. That's just the medical term that they name it, a common cold. Okay. So you may have people in the past that um, may have been diagnosed with coronavirus, Mm -hmm. And it's several different types now, but when it first started, it was just that label of maybe just a common cold, regular cold symptoms, 
you know, will get sick for a day or two or a week mm -hmm. or so as your common cold. However, over the years, there are several types of coronaviruses and some that we may be familiar with is our SARS and our MERS. Mm -hmm. However, now, of course, um, we have COVID-19, which is under that coronavirus um, umbrella. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a subdivision of that SARS. So that's why if you ever got tested, you'll see it say SARS-CoV-2 because okay. SARS was considered CoV-1. Okay. So that's what coronavirus is. It's a virus. And as we know, viruses can mutate and break off into different types of viruses. So mm -hmm. that's what coronavirus is. Got it. Got it. Yes. I, Sandy, I was going to say the same thing. It is on the back of the Lysol can. So we know it's been around. It's yeah. just come with a vengeance. Yeah. And we can't break it. So we see where it came from. We see. I'm just trying to find out where can we send it back to? Can we send it back to 19... <laughs> 65. 65. I mean, if it's going to be that version, this version right here is, um, it's really hitting hard. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a sad couple of months, like yeah. a, a sad year, you know, just seeing how of a big impact, impact it has been having. So I learned that COVID affects breathing. Um, so those that have asthma, what are some measures um, that can help those that have asthma to protect themselves? as it relates to this lovely, not lovely C word? Yes, that's a great question. Actually, I have asthma. I have childhood asthma. Mm -hmm. So that was my biggest concern because when um, COVID-19 came out um, and we saw that it was affecting a lot of people's breathing, mm -hmm. that was my biggest concern. Like, well, some of these people don't even have like respiratory illnesses in their past medical history. And this is how they're being affected. Imagine someone who does right. someone with emphysema, asthma, you know, any type of um, lung disease or disorder. I'm like, Oh my God, this is serious. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, honestly, this goes across the board, but especially those that have um, lung illnesses or diseases such as asthma, you got to be extra careful, right? You have to definitely, um, if you're in crowded spaces, and of course it goes across the board, but you just have to be a little bit more vigilant in, you know, wearing your mask, the type of mask that you wear, make sure that it's very protective, make sure mm -hmm. that it's at least a two-ply um, mask. And, and sometimes you see a lot of people now even doubling up, you know, they'll wear the two-ply mask underneath and then put the fabric on top. So that would be recommended. Also, you know, um, those who suffer from asthma, a lot of us know our triggers mm -hmm. um, that might cause an asthma attack, right? So we have to make sure a lot of our triggers is the excessive cleaning that we're doing to mm -hmm. kind of disinfect from COVID. Those inhalants and stuff can trigger our asthma as well. Wow. So we just have to really just pay attention to our bodies, do all the protection um, measures that are out there for COVID but also just watch when you're using certain cleaners, disinfectants and so forth, because that can trigger your asthma as well. Mm, goodness, goodness, okay. Uh, yeah, asthma is no joke. I'll never forget, I was in um, elementary school, Darrell, and one of the guys had asthma, and at first thought it was like something cool. It's not as cool mm. as um, I was thinking, like that's really a serious condition of making sure you have your pump, you're doing any special treatment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you had to know your triggers, knowing when you needed to sit down yeah. and really get that together because that is vital to you living, that breathing. Yes, yes. Um, 
So I also heard that people lose their sense of smell. Is that true? It is, is that like one of the symptoms? It's very true. And actually, you know, like I try to explain to people, we are a living research study. Mm-hmm. So we are living, we are the subjects and the participants in this ongoing research. So as more and more information comes out, it's just being documented. And they're just trying to figure out, oh, now people, you know, we have a lot of people reporting this and this and that. Let's look into that. What could be causing that? So yes, it is found that COVID-19 can um, trigger or um, impact certain neurons. And those neurons can be you know, your sense of smell and your sense of taste. Mm-hmm. And I do know several people that have co- had COVID in the past that mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But then um, actually my son, who's a teenager, he had it um, last year back in September. Mm-hmm. And that was where he lost his sense of taste and smell. Mm-hmm. So everyone that has experienced that, they all have completely different stories. Okay. So some people say they lost it temporary, like really quickly, mm-hmm. and they came right back. Mm-hmm. Some people say they lost it and it was gone for a couple weeks, but then it eventually came back. Some people lost the the um, the taste and they felt like they could still smell. Some people lost the smell, felt like they could still taste a little bit. As we know, they're both kind of interconnected. Right, right. However, you have some people that say they're, they still haven't gotten their taste or smell back. Wow. So everybody is crazy because it affects everybody differently. And that they're just collecting data. They're just mm-hmm. getting that information, collecting data like no one knows. So as new um, symptoms are popping up and people are experiencing different adverse effects from mm-hmm. having COVID, that's the only way we'll continue to learn about right. this virus. Right. So it's, it's very interesting and very unique because some people said they never had any type of interruption with their sense of taste or smell. Mm-hmm. But then you have those who have. So everybody's experience with COVID-19 is completely different. So <laughs> I, I like something that you said that we're walking research. Mm-hmm. Because I hear often that um, <laughs> like, they're using us as guinea pigs. They're this, that. In a couple of years, second, like if you had the Johnson & Johnson. Um, but what happens is, even doing, I'm a reviewer, so I like to go on Yelp and I like to go on Google Maps. And mm-hmm. we're walking research. If I go to a restaurant and they give me excellent service, I write that down. Somebody else then sees my review say, hey, I think I should go because that was pretty good. So we're walking research in so many areas other than just health-wise. Like, we don't know for asthma. It may affect one person different than how it affects mm-hmm. somebody else. So we're always going to be that research to find out what best works, you know? Um, so again, we're going to find out tonight some different ways because we are all trying mm-hmm. to learn how it may affect us, how it may affect somebody else, how we can support somebody who we know that it is affected. Yeah. So you said that COVID um, is in the line of a flu. Is it worse than a flu? Well, obviously it's worse than a flu. But with the flu shot, did the flu shot ever do anything to kind of help with anything of the SARS piece? So no. So um, both are viruses. You have your influenza virus and you have COVID-19, which is um, a type of a coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. So actually some people would beg to differ because um, as we know, influenza and a lot of people, um, well, some people don't realize it. I guess certain people do if it affected them. But Mm -hmm. actually influenza, you had a, we have 
a good amount of individuals yearly that die from complications of influenza. Now, the numbers are nowhere near as staggering as COVID-19. Mm -hmm. However, depending on the individual, again, because everything is unique and specific to that individual, their past mm -hmm. medical history, how the virus affects them and so forth, you have individuals who have complications from influenza. They can end up in a hospital. Yeah. It could be really bad. They can develop, you know, really bad pneumonia from um, complications of influenza and so forth. So um, you have some people who have had COVID-19 and they skated right through it. They didn't have any signs or symptoms right. and they're like, oh, wow, I had it and I didn't have, you know. Mm -hmm. And they could be the same person that maybe had the flu in the past and they probably knocked them on their tail. Mm -hmm. You know, they probably was like, I had the flu and I was, oh, I couldn't get up and, mm -hmm. oh, I had to go to the hospital. I had a fever, you know, so that person would say to them, influenza is worse than COVID-19. Got it. But then if you have someone who, you know, had the flu before, they kind of know what it's like, you know, that the generalized body aches and some of those things come with the flu, but you kind of get through it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they had COVID-19 and experienced a more severe um, reaction, signs, symptoms, adverse reactions of COVID-19. Of course, they would say the COVID-19 is worse. And then, as we all know, the worst of the worst is those of us who have lost someone that we know um, due to COVID-19. Yes. So the two are definitely viruses, but again, they're going to affect each individual person completely different. All of our bodies um, work completely different. They mm -hmm. um, they react to mm -hmm. different viruses and bacterial infections, bacteria, fungi. They react to those things differently. So not one person's body is the same. Mm -hmm. So that's the scary part because yeah. we can't base how we would handle COVID-19 based off of somebody else. We don't know how our body will react to it. Right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, when you say that pneumonia, I've heard of people having pneumonia and also getting COVID. And pneumonia yeah. is one of those things that have to knock you down. Yeah. Um, so it's like double whammies of these things fighting and hoping that your immune system is up. Let's talk about that. How can one build yeah. their immune system? So there are several ways of building your immune system. Now, as we know, in the beginning of COVID, everybody swore by elderberry. My notepad, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Get your notepad, but you may not like at the end what I'm going to say. But in the beginning of COVID, everybody mm -hmm. swore by elderberry, vitamin C, your vitamin Bs, mm -hmm. you know, vitamin D, D3, and so forth. Those things are great. They're supplements. They're vitamins. These are all things that help build your immune system. Mm -hmm. They are not magic potions to keep COVID away. Mm. And I'll say that again. They are not magic potions to keep COVID away. Mm -hmm. You can take all the elderberry you want. You can take all the vitamin C and D and E and everything else, EFG, HIJK, elemental B. You can say yeah. all you want. Yes. But a virus is a virus. And you're going to, yes, those things are going to boost your immune system. And that's all they're there to do is just help promote and boost your immune system. But think about it. One size don't fit all. So again, we all have different bodies. We all have different health Ill illnesses and backgrounds. We're all on different medications. Mm -hmm. That's the importance of having a primary care doctor. We talked about that last week. With yes, I heard he was <laughs> awesome. Yes. But that's the importance because if you're someone who's on medications or have a past medical history, let's say you're not on medications, mm -hmm. this is a conversation that you need to have with your healthcare provider. 
someone yeah. who knows you and they can better guide you into which supplements that is good for you, your particular body, your particular situation, your particular health situation um, to help boost your immune system. Mm -hmm. Now also, they can also advise you so that whatever supplements you decide to take is not going to counteract and interact with other medications that you're on. Mm. And a lot of people don't even think about that. They don't think that supplements or herbal supplements are considered medications. Okay. And they are, because if you take other medications, they can interact, they can counteract with one another. Mm. So that's the importance of having your primary care doctor. So I would say the biggest thing to help with your immune system, mm. first and foremost, is sleep. We don't realize how much rest is going to help our immune system. Because think about it. When you don't get enough rest, especially on an ongoing basis, that breaks our bodies down. Mm. If you notice, that's when we start getting the colds and the yes. flu and the yes. stuff like that. Because it's like, oh, I haven't really been sleeping a lot. I've been ripping and running. Haven't been getting but four hours of sleep a night or broken sleep. That's when our bodies break down, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then also, I will say, definitely, if you can manage or greatly decrease any stressors in your life, mm -hmm. any type of stressors, if you can at least manage it or greatly decrease it or eliminate it if you can. But that's going to help our immune system because that stress is going to wear down on our body as well. It's going to wear down on our immune system. Mm -hmm. So I would greatly suggest, you know, if you're a healthy individual, my suggestions would be to take, you know, even if you just take a once a day multivitamin, that mm -hmm. should be enough to build your immune system. But also you got to eat healthily, too. Mm -hmm. You can't just expect that vitamin or those supplements to take the place of eating properly as well, because the natural, you know, your natural supplements are your natural fruits, veggies mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that's going to help build your immune system all the way around. The most amazing part is the two things, the sleep and the decreased stress and eating healthy, all don't really cost us too much or nothing. Nothing. Because eating healthy, sometimes it's really us just cooking at home instead of going over. You could, yep, you said it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the stresses, I, you know, I was telling somebody today, you know, breathe as much. You know, I was thinking of the things I needed to do today, this week, this month, this year. I can only do one day at a time. So when you realize that, one day at a time. It's going to happen when it happens. It ain't but so much we can do. 24 hours is enough. I used to think I needed more than 24, but then I find something else. 24 is enough. And we got to make sure that we're sleeping and that we decrease in the stresses that we can. That's good to hear. Yes. Uh, and so I, I say a combination of those things would definitely help to build your immune system to mm -hmm. help ward off any, any type of um, illnesses um, that your body may come in contact with. It's a great help. I like that because when you're not sleeping, your defenses are down. You're not as quick as you used to be. It's like you're sluggish. You got to be ready. Got to be ready. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, Belinda said, I heard that we should drink water, keep our mouths moist. Does that help? Well, definitely. Um, now, drinking water, that hydration is important anyway. Mm -hmm. Hydration. So if your mouths are getting dry, that's your body telling you that it's time to hydrate, right? So it's good to keep your mouth moist, but especially from wearing the mask. So that's very important because now we're wearing these masks, we're breathing in and out in a close proximity within those masks. And a lot of times your mouth and your nose will get really dried out. So it is important to keep that hydration going. And again, that hydration is just going to help give us our body, give our bodies what we need anyway, which, which we should be drinking anyway. 
And that is going to help ultimately. But again, it's not just a one thing that is going to help boost our immune system. It's a combination mm -hmm. of all of those things okay. is going to encompass all of those things consistently. Mm -hmm. Not a one-time thing, not do it for one week. So these are lifestyle changes. These are lifestyle practices. Got it, got yeah. it. And speaking of the mask, we did talk about it earlier. Um, when we first had to start wearing them, I wasn't going out um, as often. Nevertheless, we all go out. <laughs> we all go out. Chosen friends, y'all have been out too. But what has happened is you put the mask on and you get in the store and you walk around a couple times, a couple hours. You're like, wait a minute. Whew. You feel like you can't breathe. I had to ask a couple of my nurse friends, like, how do y'all do this? Because y'all do this a little more often than we did. Um, but that mask, the, definitely, I guess, you find out which one works best for you. Somebody gave me like this little plastic thing to put underneath it. I feel like I can breathe better. But it's a process breathing through these masks. Yes, it's definitely a process. And again, everyone is different. Everyone has different health illnesses. Everyone mm -hmm. has different tolerance levels, mm -hmm. lung issues and diseases. And actually, I think that might be some of the biggest pushback with certain people that refuse to wear their mask. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes they're the ones that's having the arguments when they walk into an establishment. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, may you, can you please put your mask on? I, I don't want to wear my mask. Well, I think some of it is non-compliance, but some of it is they really feel like they're suffocating with this mask on. Mm -hmm. And depending on the type of mask you have, sometimes, I don't know if you experienced it, but when you're breathing heavy, like from walking somewhere or walking upstairs and it sucks back in your mouth, you're yeah, breathing yeah. so hard. It's like... <laughs> so it's, that, a it's, a yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So I know when I go to work, when I'm in the hospital... I mean, I can have my, my mask going for what, 13 hours, going on 14 hours because we work 12 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. So you get used to it and we wear, you know, the surgical mask. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, it's an, it's enough room for me to be able to, you know, breathe comfortably. However, mm -hmm. like I said, if I'm doing a lot of stairs or whatever, I'm, you know, that mask is going in and out, in and out. Mm -hmm. So I will say that, um, you know, it's important to definitely wear something that you're going to be comfortable with. Some mm -hmm. people really enjoy those bandana masks because mm -hmm. it gives them multiple layers. The ones that you make yourself, they like it because it's comfortable, um, it's larger, and it gives them a couple different layers in between. So it's a little yeah. bit thicker. So some people like that for comfort. Um, unless you buy a separate filter to slide in between those layers, you know, mm -hmm. you definitely want to have something, you know, with some type of filter. And that just helps to greatly decrease, you know, any droplets coming through um, your mask. Um, also, so many different types of masks, because now you see a lot of people wearing those uh, clear face shields. Mm -hmm. You like put them on like glasses and they're clear. So those masks, they're good to, um, you know, um, help stop droplets, splatters. It would just go right on that mask. It'll protect your eyes as well as your mouth. Mm -hmm. However, the sides and the bottom is open. So it's not going to be as effective. Um, mm -hmm. Because remember, these droplets travel in the air. So the ones that don't come straight at you, they're still floating in the air and can make their way up, up under the mask. They, you know, you can't see them. They're microscopic. You can't see them. So I, I mean, those, they look nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know a lot of people like those because, you know, it don't feel as restrictive. But um, effective wise, they're not as effective as wearing a mask that's um, fitted to your face to help prevent anything from getting in. 
So, um, you know, whether it's, you know, surgical type mask, which is like a two ply, um, mm -hmm. whether it's a fabric mask or so forth, wear something that is going to protect you all the way around your nose and fit up under your chin to help prevent any spores, um, microscopic spores from getting in. And that just helps to protect you. Got it. So, and, and speaking of that, these droplets, how does it spread? So it spreads. Um, at first, we were thinking, um, remember when COVID first came out, we didn't know how it was spread. So we mm -hmm. just, we, everybody was just saying, um, I heard it was spread this way. I heard it was spread that way. Mm -hmm. So now, again, because we're a live research, we mm -hmm. have, um, they have narrowed down that it is spread through droplets. So mm -hmm. droplets meaning if someone coughs, sneezes, um, that um, increases the spread greatly. Mm -hmm. um, but think about it, airborne, these droplets are going to go in the air. So mm -hmm. they, it has been found that they can live up in the air for several hours. So if these droplets and these spores are in the air for several hours, imagine if, you know, you don't even know, you walk into a room, you don't even know if someone was just there, coughed, sneezed, or, or just didn't have a mask mm -hmm. on. And, you know, you walk right into some spores that's lingering in the air and mm -hmm. that can, you know, possibly be your source of contracting COVID. So that's the importance of just always having your guard up and mm -hmm. you don't necessarily always have to be next to somebody that's coughing and hacking. You could just mm -hmm. be in that vicinity or that area where someone was. Mm -hmm. They could have been there an hour ago because remember these spores, they're saying they can live in the air for a few hours, for several hours. Got it. So that's how it's passed through those droplets. So before I go to my next question, a public service announcement, the allergy season is coming. So if somebody is coughing next to you, it doesn't always mean that they got the wrong. Okay. <laughs> it really could be the allergies. You know, the eyes get the water, the nose get the running that cough because they get in the throat. And... All right. Okay. So, <laughs> so if it's in the air and things, can it live on our clothes or on our skin as well? Okay, so I did look that up. It hasn't been any research done with clothes. However, um, living on our skin, it is found that it can live on our skin for up to um, several hours. However, um, and I don't want to get too deep into it, um, our skin has a layer, it's called microbiomes, and it's mm -hmm. like a pH um, on our skin to help protect our skin from any type of invaders. So um, if you're a healthy person and you have intact skin, you don't have any open areas or whatever, mm -hmm. that'll greatly protect you. Okay. However, it can live on your skin. So that is the importance of, you know, hand washing because the most important part of our skin on everybody's body is our hands because that's mm -hmm. what touches everything. Mm -hmm. Doorknobs, so forth, you know, objects, so forth. So that's why we um, really emphasize um, frequent hand washing or using um, a hand sanitizer to help protect us, to, cl to cl clear, clear us of any type of germ that we may come in contact with, not just mm -hmm. COVID, but mm -hmm. there's tons of other germs that we may come in contact with on a daily basis. So yes, it can live on our skin. It's unknown about our clothes. However, I would treat my clothes as if it can live in my clothes. Got or in the fibers it. or fabric of it. And I would make sure that I wash them frequently. 
Good to hear. Good to hear. Ooh, this thing is no joke. And it's interesting because when it first came out and everybody's hearing about the hand washing, 20 seconds, happy birthday, things that sort. Some of these things are things we should have already been doing as it relates to being clean. <laughs> they say cleanliness is next to godliness, and a lot of people were not next to godliness, is what I found out. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting also seeing, like, one, make sure we clean up our clothes and things that sort. Just Dropping it off, making sure it's getting clean. Um, they have where like some medical professionals are dropping it at the door and they come in the house and things of that sort. So whatever works out to help you um get that together. God bless. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Belinda said, I had the Pfizer vaccine, but I was told that I still can get COVID or am mm -hmm. I safe from getting sick? If I can still get sick, um, or still get COVID, what's the purpose of the vaccine? That is an excellent question. Yes, Thank yes. you, Belinda. Hear this answer. Come on. Yes. So, okay. All right. So our vaccines definitely is just going to help protect us even further, right? Mm -hmm. But as we see, the different vaccines have different effectiveness rates, right? Mm -hmm. So I think Pfizer was like 95% mm -hmm. or 96%, 97%. And then Moderna was maybe 95%. Then the other vaccines have their different effective um, rates. So yes. if you get the COVID vaccine, yes, you can. You still have that percentage or that chance of getting the actual virus. However, if you get it, your symptoms will not be nowhere near as they would if you didn't have the vaccine. If you didn't have some level of protection, okay. um, some antibodies. Like if you had no antibodies at all, if your body didn't develop any antibodies against this COVID nineteen then you would potentially have had a, a worse version of COVID-19. So just rest assured that with that vaccine, it's just going to protect you and it's going to help lessen any symptoms, um, adverse reactions that you would have had or gotten if mm -hmm. you did not get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So that's a great question. So let's, let's stay here for a second um, with the vaccine because one, we are walking research. Mm -hmm. um, so when one person gets a shot or a vaccine, whichever one it was that they got, their body responds to it a little different than your body may respond. So just want to kind of throw that out there because one person is saying, no, it did this or it did this. Um, and some people it is hitting hard. I'm hearing the second shot is really crazy. I'll let you know when I get it. Um, and the first shot may not be as bad, um, but it still is a process for everybody's body and it's different for everybody. Um, for how we respond to it. Yes. So that's a big concern. And I actually, that's, I get, I think when you um, saw me speak on my health and wellness seminar, mm -hmm. that was one of the things I really wanted to be transparent and share my journey, but I wanted mm -hmm. to be able to just be there and um, have an open forum for people to voice their concerns. Cause you know, a lot of people in our community was like vaccine. Uh -uh. Like, mm -hmm. no, mm -mm, we're not mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -mm, nope. Mm -hmm. No way, yeah. no how. So the thing is with sharing my journey, that just was my journey. But some people, and thank God, a lot of people were encouraged to share their own journey with the vaccine. Yeah. As you mentioned, yeah. some people said, I felt fine. I didn't mm -hmm. have any reactions to the first mm -hmm. vaccine, the first shot or the second one. Mm -hmm. Some people had um, you know, a reaction or not really a reaction, but your body was just responding to that vaccine, the first one, and maybe mm -hmm. the second time they were okay. So mm -hmm. everyone has different stories, but Everybody has a different body. Yeah. Everybody has different <laughs> health ail ailments. You could be a healthy person and had a reaction to the vaccine, 
But yes. your body, that's just your body working. Your body yes. is building antibodies. Yes. So if you're developing very mild symptoms, because these a lot of these symptoms don't last more than 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Your body, that means the vaccine is working, is doing its job, is helping your body to produce those antibodies, mm -hmm. right? So that if it gets invaded with this virus called COVID-19 in the future, your body will now recognize it and be like, oh, we recognize that. We have an immunity against it. We build antibodies against it. So that's what that is. Okay. It's not causing you to get the virus. No, it's your body developing you know, those um, antibodies, mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. memory B cells, those mm -hmm. antibodies to help ward it off in the future if you were to get it in the future. So, um, you know, I think if everyone can keep it in perspective, I mean, I understand no one likes to get sick. No one mm -hmm. likes to get sick. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, it's hard to tell somebody like, well, go ahead, get it because I was fine. I didn't feel anything. And right. then they have symptoms, you know. Right. Right. So I wouldn't suggest that. I would just be honest and be like, look, this is how I reacted to it. But everybody is different. However, the symptoms don't last more than like two days. Some people there didn't last for more than one day. And it was very mild. It was just like having a common cold or having almost like a flu-like symptom, but for like a day. Okay. It felt better, you know. So, so I'm going to throw another public service announcement out there. Um, I am, we are in no form or shape um, telling you you need to get it. We're just giving you some suggestions, some feedback yep. on the process for it. Um, I was sharing with a friend, uh, you know, my process of saying whether or not I was going to get it or not. I said, look, we're all going to die someday. I said, as long as I die and see Jesus, I'm good. <laughs> and one of my friends was like, Jennifer, everybody is not as close to Jesus as you are. If you're not, send me a message. We could talk about how you can't get close. But, you know, <laughs> we're going to go, you know. So I'm like, hey, if it's posted, if I'm supposed to go, I'm supposed to go. I can't fight God on that, you know. Um, so I went and got the first one. And like you said, it was just like some pain in the, shoulder, in the arm a little bit from like similar to like when I got flu shots um, years ago. But then it was like, okay, I was good to go. Now, again, they told me the second one, we'll find out. But again, everybody's experience is different. So it may be great for you. Somebody else might have been, oh my gosh, again, I'm dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I said it was just my arm, I was like, am I tired or am I just tired because I need to go to sleep? Again, anything is possible, but everybody's process is different. If you have any questions, check in with your primary doctor, check in with um, that professional healthcare provider that can help you through what's going on, okay? That's yes. all this is Yes. And that's what I honestly suggest, um, Jen, because even though, you know, I work in the profession of healthcare, I was not okay with getting the vaccine. I'm gonna be very honest. I had mm -hmm. a very long conversation. I did research. I was asking people at my job, we all would have conversations, mm -hmm. you know, because again, this was something new. So mm -hmm. I would just, you know, read all the new information that was out there, but I would ask questions um, of other nurses I work with or, you know, doctors that I knew, but then I made an appointment with my primary care. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, I'm thinking about getting this vaccine. I'm not sure if I should get it. What are your thoughts? And right. because she's been my primary care, my family doctor for however many years, mm -hmm. um, she was able to look at my past medical history, what I do for a living, mm -hmm. everything. And she said, you know what, Nadira? She said, I'm doing my own research before I get it. She said, but I highly suggest you get it How? because of mm -hmm. your um, medical history. She said, it's a 50-50 chance. You don't get the vaccine. What if you end up with COVID? And what if you get the more severe response mm -hmm. of it? Or right. get the vaccine and, you know, you're protected, 
And then who knows, five, 10 years down the road, they may find out something, but guess what? It, mm -hmm. You just don't know. It's a 50-50 chance mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. both. Both You're decisions right. is a 50-50 chance. Yeah. So that's what it came down to. Yes. So chosen friends, do your research. Find out if it yeah. is for you. If you're not about that life, nobody's judging you. Yeah. We yeah. all need to keep our mask on. We all need to wash our hands. We all need to sanitize and things of that sort. Period. Period. Okay. Period. Um, we need to do those things before it happens. Um, but again, do your research. Find out what works for you. Don't feel pressured. Don't feel forced. Again, yeah. my reason is my reason. As long as you Jesus, we good, okay? But that might not be your testament. You might say, I need to live for a little longer. Live a little longer, sunshine. Don't get it, whatever. Your choice, your life, whatever you choose to do. Just, again, uh, uh, educate yourself. You know, yeah. at least know what's going on. And that's why we did today, because we're just trying to educate ourselves. So, in speaking of that, how can I keep my home safe? Um, if I do have people come over, if I don't have people come over, people come to do some work on the house or whatever things of that sort, how can I keep my home safe? Um, definitely, I would really, um, everyone has different lifestyles and backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, if you can limit a lot of in and out of your mm -hmm. home of other people, I don't, you know, everybody, again, has different lifestyles. Mm -hmm. But if you can limit the flow of people in and out your home, mm -hmm. But you don't know what they're carrying and so forth, even if they're wearing a mask. You just want to protect and limit that in and out if possible. Mm -hmm. um, if you have someone working in your home, the companies are good actually nowadays. They're sending all their workers out with masks. And if you want to then wear a mask while they're there, that's that's even more protection for you. Mm -hmm. um, I would definitely say maintain a routine clean. Now, honestly, Everybody, you do what's best for you. I'm not an OCD type person, so I'm I never was the one that was wiping down the groceries before they came in the house. Like you asking the wrong one, because I was like, that's a little excessive. <laughs> Some people thought it was necessary. Kudos for you. Do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. However, I would say if you can, if you have company, I would really limit it the number of people. Mm -hmm. Um, really follow those recommendations. The recommendations, of course, we don't want to completely um do away with our social life and, and things that we do, but mm -hmm. just use a little bit of wisdom mm -hmm. when you're doing it. And you just mm -hmm. want to, you know, kind of watch your numbers. Um, thank God the weather is getting nice because mm -hmm. guess what? You might be able to now have a small gathering outside in the open elements mm -hmm. where there's more circulation that air. So you're not in a small tight, tight mm -hmm. environment. Yeah. Um, if you have, um, if you go to an event, now, we don't have control of other people's events, so we don't know how many people they're going to have. We don't know how big the space is going to be until we get there. We don't mm -hmm. know if they're going to require everybody to wear a mask or not. However, you can have your set rules before mm -hmm. you go. And mm -hmm. um, I know I had an event um, last year, and you know the place where I did business, they were very good. They were like, no, everybody has to have a mask unless they're physically seated, seated and eating. Mm -hmm. Once they take that fork out their mouth and not eating, that mask needs to be put back on. Mm -hmm. So they were very tight and strict with their rules. So you can kind of have that mental note like, yeah, I would like to go out to this event. However, I'm going to just keep my mask on unless I'm eating or drinking. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have my hand sanitizer with me at all times because mm -hmm. if I'm shaking hands, um, hugging people or whatever, I can, you know, sanitize my hands every so often just to make sure my hands are clean, especially if I'm one to rub my face, eyes and so forth or, you know, whatever. So I would say definitely have your own standards and set of rules. 
that will apply no matter where you are, whether you're in your home, whether you're out at an event or, mm -hmm. you know, at someone else's house. And I would say maintain your standard cleaning. Mm -hmm. And I would say just don't overdo it because you don't want to start mixing cleaning supplies and that'll be a whole nother issue. Mm -hmm. So whether, whatever cleaning supply is your choice, whether it's Lysol wipes or disinfectant wipes, mm -hmm. I'll just say, or if it's, you know, having a spray, a disinfectant spray in your house, you know, definitely the, the, even when that weather wasn't nice, it's a good idea to open your windows periodically to get that fresh flow of air in and out to air out your home. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, just do it with your normal routine would be. I mean, some people would normally clean however often, once a week, once a month, whatever. But you mm -hmm. can definitely frequently wipe down those target areas, which would be those light switches, doorknob, things that are frequently touched by everybody. I would say you would do that daily. Got it. And wash those face masks too, those fabric face masks. People yeah. wear them forever and they don't wash them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wash them, they get dirty too. Because it has contact. Let's talk about these hugs for a second. Because what has happened is a lot of people have been in their homes by themselves and things of that sort. So when you finally get out to see people, you are really excited. And some people um, do benefit from that touch, touch contact and things of that sort. And if they've been living by themselves or whatever is happening, sometimes they're just happy to see people. So when somebody's giving somebody a hug, let them be great. That could be saving their life in a different way. Yeah. COVID has been a lot. This year has been a lot, being separated from people, those that we love, you know, your church family, your work family, your family family. Um, so, again, allow people to have those moments to connect in whatever way that is. Some people are doing a little bump and things of that sort, whatever works for you. But allow people to have those moments because you could be saving somebody's life of just that comfort of knowing, hey, somebody is thinking of me, somebody loves me, somebody cares for me and things of that sort. So definitely yeah. be important about that. I definitely yeah. love that piece on uh, being around people. I went. So my sister's house, and I mean, my niece was there, and she had a couple friends. I said, I don't know y'all. Um, if I get sick, I'm going to get all y'all. And if I put my mask on, we're not having them things. You know, you're not getting me sick. Again, I said, if God wants to take me, he can take me, but I also am not going to be stupid. I put my mask on, protect myself. I got to do my part. I can't do my part. I can't not do my part and expect God to do everything. That's another whole topic. A whole but other topic. Faith without do is your dead, part. and that is part of that. Yes. You got to do your part. So that's good. That's good. So I also just want to clarify. So protecting ourselves from coronavirus, COVID-19, has nothing to do with toilet paper. <laughs> you would think it did. You know I, I mean, mean who, who would have known? Who would have known that it was like a national shortage of toilet paper? Um, I mean, that... I. That, that goes down to history. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So, I mean, I guess the good thing is we know that our people are really concerned about their hygiene habits with going to the bathroom so much so that they wiped out all the toilet paper. <laughs> no, no, because they said the soap was still on their racks. I'm saying, I'm just saying, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. That's, a, that's, a, that's a huge concern. We got to yeah, yeah. that thing out. Yes. Okay, you gotta lighten up. COVID nineteen is pretty heavy, friends. Okay, so another question is: um, some people have had COVID nineteen, mm -hmm. and they have now tested negative for it, but they have some lingering effects, some lasting effects. Let's talk about that. What are some things that have been seen to be those things that stay at our door when we thought that it was going? Yeah, some people, and this, this, this virus is something else. 
I mean, I know people personally that have had COVID and they've mm -hmm. overcome it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, they have mentioned that they still have tiredness. Mm -hmm. Someone even mentioned to me that they um, lost a lot of hair, like their hair started shedding. Wow. Um, they have this COVID rash that's out there. So some people who have had COVID, they notice their skin peeling in different areas. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody, but these are just some people, some of the, the you know, reactions, adverse reactions after having COVID. Mm -hmm. Some people still have respiratory difficulty. They can't even, their capacity, their lung capacity is greatly decreased. Like they're having issues with wow. breathing. Mm -hmm. um, as we heard the blood clots, some mm -hmm. people have developed blood clots. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother level. That's serious, you know, because from the blood clots, you can have a stroke. Some some people have had strokes because the blood clot has, has since traveled to the brain and caused, you know, a stroke. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody has different reactions. Some people have none at all. Mm -hmm. Some people have stated, you know, once it was over that they were fine. Um, but you have people reporting all types of um, lasting effects of COVID. Now, will they be lasting forever? We don't know and they don't know. Mm -hmm. So they're currently living with it, but we don't know if it's going to last six months after they had COVID or a year and then eventually go away or not. Again, mm -hmm. we are a living research. Living research. Living, oh. breathing research. Still collecting data. Still and we'll continue to collect data. Until yep. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. So another thing with the testing piece, so, you know, they've recovered from it, so they have some less effects, but then you have some where they, uh, I've heard of a false negative or a false positive. I'm confused. Can you help me out with that? Okay. So that's tricky. That's, um, so I do know that you could be a false negative if you get tested too soon. Okay. Okay. So let's say you were exposed to COVID and let's mm -hmm. say, oh, I just found out I'm going to go tomorrow and get tested and make sure I'm good. Mm -hmm. It might be too soon. So that's why I don't know if anyone has noticed, but then they changed the recommendations that if someone does have a exposure that they wait at least five days, five to seven days until after that exposure okay. before they get tested. Okay. Because you're, it's not going to show up in your system. It takes about you know, five days, five to seven days um, to be able to um, show up in your system, like on a test. So okay. that's an example of a false negative, right? Mm -hmm. If you get tested too soon. Now, examples of some false positives as well as some false negatives are just the type of test and testing error or user error. Okay. And that would be more on the particular lab that's okay. collecting the specimen, the instrument, like if it has to be read immediately after the instrument, Versus three minutes after the instrument is taken off, you know, that's that's on that end, like the lab end. So those are different examples of how or why you would get either a false positive or a false negative. Okay. Yeah. Um, so another question, kind of related, not related, but still related. So I've heard a lot about these no-touch deliveries. But they're still touching my item. Is this um, better because it still reduces contact with people or? Okay, so yes, they're trying to do um, a lot of these companies. Some of the things I think about, I'm like, it kind of don't make sense, but I guess you got to give them an A for effort. Mm -hmm. They're trying to do as much as they can to make people feel comfortable, whether it makes sense or not. But okay. they're trying to do the, their best to make other people, the consumers, 
you know, um, feel better. Okay. So yes, they actually touch our stuff. Um, some companies require them to wear gloves when they're handling things. Mm -hmm. Some don't. So, mm -hmm. you know, they'll bring the items and either leave it, you know, somewhere. They're not actually handing it off. Some places will, they feel comfortable handing it off because mm -hmm. they have gloves or so forth. Mm -hmm. However, if depending on the person, if you really feel that uncomfortable and you're really fearful or scared and, you know, it's a shame that you would be that fearful, um, mm -hmm. It's really um, unfortunate if someone is really fearful. But if you're uncomfortable, you can always get those wipes that we talked about, disinfecting wipes, and just wipe down the surface of the item. Okay. And you can just keep in your house in a centralized location, whether it's a kitchen, wherever. Just keep yourself a little box of gloves. And when you're handling things that come from the outside, if you if it makes you feel comfortable, just wipe it down. Okay. Um, you can even create your own little tiny little spray bottle of um regular alcohol that you buy from the store, mm -hmm. put it in there in a pump bottle, you can spray it down and wipe it with a paper towel. Yeah. So, you know, you can do that if it makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, again, we don't know the extent of what that person touched it, if they touched it with gloves, without gloves, but if it makes you feel comfortable, you could certainly, you know, do that with packages or groceries or so forth. Mm -hmm. um, or you can handle your pack packages and do whatever. And then when you're done, you can right away wash your hands or sanitize your hands, Got it. you know, because you don't want to touch, you know, your face or anything with contaminated hands. Got it. And I and I totally get it. Please know I'm not joking about it. Left my, it's serious. No, no touch. It um, mm -hmm. also helps those that don't feel comfortable going to the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, me and Amazon Prime, we got this relationship where <laughs> they do contactless deliveries all the time. Uh, they just let me know your package has arrived, and I'll be so excited. <laughs> I need to cancel that membership. <laughs> yes, but yeah. So okay, good to hear. Um, and again, if you do feel uncomfortable going to the grocery store, that may be the way for you. Um, we have like a little neighborhood at here in my county where, like, if somebody's going to the store and needs support, somebody will pick it up for you and things of that sort. So reach out to somebody if you need That's support nice. because their anxiety is real. So yeah, being as precautious as you are. Mm-hmm. That's reality. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But I then they say, oh my God, those people wearing gloves outside, they are cross-contaminating now. Let's hmm. Yep. I've seen people with gloves on. Yeah, yeah. Because like yeah. If, you, if you put gloves on once you get out your car and you go into the store and you do all these things, and then you get back in your car and you have the gloves on. Everything you were trying to protect yourself from, boo boo, you put that all back in your car. It's the same as bare hands. You bare just hands. put in your gloves on and you're touching on everything, collecting mm -hmm. germs. They're mm -hmm. just on your gloves. Mm -hmm. You're just protecting your your hands underneath, but right. you're not protecting you. Yeah. So yes, you are right. Whoever just put that, you are right. so right. That's yeah. why it's important if you have, if you're going to wear gloves, you wear gloves, handle your item, and you take them off and you yeah. sanitize. Because gloves have microspores in them and mm -hmm. pores and things can get in and out of them. Yes. Um, of course, it's microscopic. So, no, you're not going to see it. You may not mm -hmm. even feel the wetness or whatever. But you need to sanitize after taking the gloves off. So, yes, you are so right. People that walk around all day with these gloves, they're just cross-contaminating everything because they just touching on everything. Okay. And they're not cleaning in between. Mm -hmm. They're not changing mm -hmm. their gloves out. So a couple more questions for you. Um, yes. If somebody was placed on oxygen as a result of COVID, will they have to be on oxygen for the rest of their life? Or is it kind of like it depends on a person? So it depends on a person. Typically, if they're on regular oxygen in the hospital setting, they're able to wean them down um, and off. 
And mm -hmm. that's why they're probably still in the hospital to evaluate that patient for that. Mm -hmm. Even if they have to go home on the oxygen, it may be temporary. It may not be forever. So mm -hmm. it does depend on the person and their breathing and so forth. So mm -hmm. that is one of those situations. It depends. Got it. Yeah. Another one was with the ventilator. Like some people were fearful of being put on a vent because they're fair, uh, afraid that they might not be able to come off or all the different things. Like some people have made it off. Some people have not. Some mm -hmm. it has went left. Some people it has gone right. Uh, what are some pieces on that? So typically when you're using any type of mechanical ventilation, you have that chance that your body will become dependent on it. So if they try to take you off, your lungs are so used to a machine working for it that it's no longer doing this job working on its own. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a big chance. And a lot of times um, they will try to take someone off the ventilator. They'll trial the patient to see if they can kind of handle it. And mm -hmm. then if not, they'll put them right back on. So that's those situations, depending on the severity of, you know, um, the, the lung damage mm -hmm. will usually prompt the doctors. They'll know right away, like, oh my gosh, you know, this person may not be able to make it off the ventilator. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one. Um, if I tested positive and I'm now recovered, should I still be vaccinated? Can I still get vaccinated? You can still get vaccinated. It's probably a great idea that you consider it. Again, I'm not here. I'm not, you know, promoting whatever. Same it's here. Jen Kears and Dr. Cole told y'all to do it. I'm just saying it, you may want to consider it because just because you had the virus, yes, you have developed some antibodies. Okay. But if you think about it, if you wait several weeks, um, I think now they're suggesting that from the last time you had symptoms that you wait at least two to four weeks. So it depends on the person, but okay. that you should wait that time frame, if not longer, before you get your vaccine. Okay. But definitely if you get COVID at a later time, it may not get worse because now you have the antibodies that you built from having it, as well as now this extra pr protection of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, it's different variants now that are coming of this, of this vaccine. So variants are just uh, that virus mutating into different um, types of the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, just like with influenza, every year is a different type that comes out. Well, that's a variant of influenza um, mm -hmm. that comes out. So they're saying and they're looking into um, our current COVID-19 vaccine that we all have been getting, mm -hmm. how much it can protect us from the several variants that are out there. So that's what they're researching now. Okay. So that's why I say you may want to consider getting it because it may protect you from some of these other variants that are out there of COVID. Got it. Good to hear. Good to hear. Whew. So that was a lot. We made it through, Chosen Friends. If you, again, have a question, drop it down um, as we do our wrap up. Try to make it lively. Try to laugh a little bit, joke a little bit. But this is a serious matter. It is really something that we want yeah. to educate ourselves on. It is something that um, is affecting all of us, you know. Um, six degrees of separation is real. So it may not have been somebody in your circle, but it's somebody connected to that circle. So again, uh, share this with somebody that could benefit from this knowledge. Dr. Coles, how can somebody follow you? Or how can they, you know, learn about what it is that you're doing? Okay, so again, as I mentioned, I'll be here, there, every, everywhere. So um, 
I, on YouTube, I actually post um, different educational videos mm -hmm. um, and my YouTube channel is Dr. Dre Drop. So um, with that content, I, I have been doing monthly um, health and wellness seminars. Um, however, I will post typically the content of that topic because when you're talking healthcare and then you have others on there and they want to share their personal stories, mm -hmm. I really don't want to post that for the public. Mm -hmm. So those videos are more educational. Okay. However, when I'm speaking with colleagues um, and other experts in that field, and it's an open forum, um, that video is posted as well. So it'll be more of those to come. So that's on YouTube. Um, I also have, um, again, my business, trilanallc.org. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. our website. Um, we definitely do CPR, first aid, and babysitting training and certifications through the American Red Cross. And we also do nurse consulting work and we do um, health fairs, health seminars and so forth. Very nice. Yes. So, um, you know, it's, and you can always email me and you can inbox me or DM me um, at any time and, you know, drop me a line or if you have any questions or anything. So, you know, that's how you can get a hold of me. Awesome. Thank you so very much, Dr. Coles. What is something... Uh, that you want us to walk away with? What is something that, you know, you have the floor of our chosen friends. What is something that we should walk away with knowing tonight? So I would say um, for tonight, um, I would say definitely um, self-love. Um, and it's a revolutionary act. And I would say that because um, it truly is like all of these decisions that we make, mm -hmm. um, all comes down to, you know, of course, knowledge is power, you know, our belief system. But at the end of the day, it's about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we have to love ourselves enough to care about ourselves to know that we are important to be able to get these answers to these questions. Mm -hmm. um, it's not about um, the hubbub of ripping and running every day and making other things priority in our lives. But it's certainly about ourselves and learning, giving ourselves permission mm -hmm. to love ourselves. And that's why it would be considered a revolutionary act. And if you see, that's the shirt I'm wearing. I think it's an awesome message. I did get this from affirmher.co, but I love affirmations. And I think they, they're they powerful and they're very meaningful in our day-to-day -day lives. Mm. So is that our quote of the day or our keyword or phrase of the day? That is our phrase of the day. Self-love, a revolutionary act. Thank you so very much. We have one more question. Uh, your thoughts on pet care in a positive tested COVID home? That is an excellent one. Yes. Yes. So um, they have on the CDC website different ways to handle your pets. So, so remember, COVID is going to affect animals and pets differently. However, if someone in a home is COVID positive and everybody else is quarantining, I would definitely have the people that are negative care for your pet at home okay. because, again, we're living, breathing research. So we're not even sure what's coming of this, if it can cross contaminate into pets or animals yet. Mm -hmm. So I always say are on the side of safety and caution. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely have those who are negative care for the pets at home. Now, if there's no one in a home that are negative, that is negative. If it's just that one person that live in a home with a pet and they're COVID positive, I would see if it's someone that's able to temporarily care for my pet, at least for that quarantine period. Okay. 
yeah, I would definitely do that. Just reach out and see if it's someone available to care for my pet, you know, and if not, I would definitely wear a mask when I'm handling my pet because, you know, every situation you give suggestions, but it may not be ideal for everybody. Mm -hmm. So definitely, if you have to stay in a home with a pet or even other people who are negative, you quarantine, you limit contact as much as possible, you wear your mask, and when you're around those people or those pets, you do what you got to do. Um, you always wash your hands first before you handle them, do what you got to do, or wear gloves, and then you dispose of them, wash your hands again, and then you go quarantine back in your space. So you limit that contact as much as possible. Got it. So that's good. On our first session of this month, we had Dr. King, who's a vet. So she has an ex of vet. So definitely ask her some questions too. Yeah. Yeah. So to make sure they're taken care of. Yeah. Um, Lady Hannah. Hello, woman of God. She said, what's your thoughts on sanitizer guns? So Lady Hannah has a daycare. So the sanitizer gun, sanitizer gun, I'm thinking it's the spray that you use for the room, right? Yes. Oh, so like the, um, it's almost like a UV light. Yes, or yes, right? You let Hannah let us know. But definitely, um, I know she has daycare, so that's what came to mind when I read that of the gun to like really like uh, sanitize the whole room. What are your thoughts on that? So actually, they use them in a lot of settings. I was actually with um, my son; he was getting his senior pictures in the mm -hmm. studio where he took his pictures when we were all done. The guy he um, he didn't have a gun, but it was like the the UV lights. Um, that he had set up, but he put it in all the clothes that my son had put on for the photos. He put in a room and he closed the door and had the, those lights on to help to kill all those microbes. Okay. So everything, um, anything that you can use to help greatly decrease, um, of course, those lingering spores in the air, mm -hmm. whether it's a spray, whether it's a sanitizer gun, whether it's UV lights, whatever you can use, you look at the effectiveness of that product and if mm -hmm. it's highly effective or even if you use it along with another product, that's just mm -hmm. going to greatly increase your chances of preventing that spread of the okay. virus. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Lauren, friend, I don't know who you are, but you have given me joy to in your comments. <laughs> it's a sanitizer gun for me. Look, we're trying to make sure it's that stay clean for the babies, okay? She has an amazing daycare. She's trying to make sure they are covered and protected. Okay. <laughs> oh, so that was so, so good. Y'all be sure to follow Dr. Coles. I've shared her information. Um, if you have any questions, follow that YouTube because she's going to do some educational uh, videos that she has out. I am a subscriber. Do y'all know I'm on YouTube too? Can y'all follow Chosen Counselors? We got some videos over there too. Um, so y'all be sure to check us out though. Again, we're just doing this to be able to help somebody else. If they're on Facebook, it works. If they're on YouTube or not on Facebook rather, YouTube also works for them to stay connected to knowing something for the community. What's the farmher.co? Who is this? So um, it's a lovely group that I just joined on Facebook. As I mentioned, they're very high with affirmations. Mm -hmm. So that's where I got this shirt. But um, I got multiple shirts with different affirmations on it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was saying this um, really spoke to me, you know, about self-love because, you know, it, it's so applicable in every aspect of our lives. Like to me, this is the core of yeah. everything that we do and why we do it. It should be the core. Okay. Um, self-love. I'm going to head on over there and try to find me one, too. I um, hope you have to do this um, content less delivery with my Amazon. I'm just serious. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, thank you so very much. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing that resource. 
Um, thank you again so much, Dr. Coles, for joining us. I hope you all remember what the key phrase was, because in a second, I'm going to come back to ask you if you know what it was. So thank you again so much. Have a great, great oh, evening. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. So, yo, that was Dr. Nadira Coles, and she helped us out. Did y'all hear where her voice changed? There was a time earlier on where her voice changed. Like, that mother came out of, like, look, this is what y'all need to be doing, keep yourself together and things of that sort. She letting us have it, but she's doing it in love. And I hope that you received all the love on tonight because that's all we're trying to do is just educate our community. Mm. So, did you hear what the key phrase was? Because we have a day of empowerment coming up. Check out who's going to be there. And put the key phrase down below so I can see who wins a free ticket. Get ready. Chosen Counselors presents a day of empowerment. Join us on Saturday, May 15th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. virtually as we will inspire, motivate, empower, and strengthen all attendees. Topics include self-care, parenting, healing, singleness, business, dating, married life, burnout, and more. Special guests include Christian Mills, Todd Davis, Sherry Thompson, Marquise Coates, Tiffany Wilson, Bob Fleming, Sierra Brown, Maurice Williams, and Dr. Ulysses and Shanika Pratt. Planning to attend? Visit eventbrite.com Search Chosen Counselors and select the link to purchase your tickets today. So join us on Saturday, May 15th for a day of empowerment. Be sure to mark your calendars and tell a friend as this day of empowerment is brought to you by Chosen Counselors. It's going to be good. And guess what? It's my birthday weekend. So that is all I want for my birthday. That y'all buy a ticket to come. Please. Thank you. Let's see who had the comment in the comments to let us know who was the thing. Lauren, you are the winner. Self-love. Self-love is a revolutionary act. And I'm going to head over to affirmher.co so I can get me one of those. Thank you so much, Miss Ethel. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yes. Lauren, you will be coming to Idea of Empowerment. Please send me a firm request so that I can get your information so that we can get you there. So tonight was amazing. Don't forget our quote of the day. Dun, dun, dun. To lose patience is to lose the battle. Mm. Don't give up, friends. We are going to make it through. We have made it through a year and we didn't even think we would. But guess what? We are still here. And that is a testament of us not losing patience. Be sure to join us next week as we will have Nurse Crystal Creamer. We're going to talk about home health care. You know, growing up, they used to always say, you know, we put you in a nursing home. Nursing home or no nursing home? Home health care may be the way. So find out the options for that. Okay, guess what? We already got May planned too. Check out what we got coming. Gen Cares, powered by Chosen Counselors, invites you to their May series, Grow. Beginning on Monday, May 3rd, we will have therapist Tip join us for the Planting Seeds episode. Tune in on Monday, May 10th for Watering the Garden with Crystal Collington. Then we will have Jarde Allen on Monday, May 17th to talk all about pruning. We will close out on Monday, May 24th with Jennifer Bailey to learn about repotting. 
Tune in on Facebook Live or on YouTube by searching Chosen Counselors on Mondays at 8 p.m. Be sure to mark your calendars and tell a friend as this Gen Care series is brought to you by Chosen Counselors. So as you can see, we're working hard over here. I'm about to now start on June because we got to keep this rolling because y'all keep coming back. That means y'all enjoying what we're doing. But guess what? Last but not least, you see we have the Day of Empowerment coming. But now I've been charged to do a youth event. So we're going to do a Day of Hope in August. But I'm reaching out for help. If this is something you would like to be a part of, email me or call me to be added to the planning meetings, which will begin in May. Again, this is a call for volunteers. Let's make a difference together. We are in search of individuals, youth ministries, and organizations that serve the youth of tomorrow to be a part of a day of hope. So again, please reach out to me if that's something that you want to be a part of. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be for our young people because we got a day of empowerment for our young adults, 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 and things. But we want to get something for our babies as well. And we're going to educate them, inspire them, um, encourage them, and motivate them to know that they can make it. A lot has been happening in the world right now, but we want to be able to encourage them. Our children are, I believe the children are our future. They are our future, and they need our support today. So again, if you want to be a part, send me a message because it's going to be amazing, but I can't do it by myself. So if that's you want to be a part of that planning committee, <laughs> holla at a sister, okay? All right. So I think that's everything that I have. I love you all so much. I thank you all so very much for joining us on tonight. Until next time, love you. Thanks for joining Gen Cares powered by Chosen Podcast this week. Make sure to visit our website at chosencounselors.com. That's chosen with a Z. To follow us, stay in the know, and most of all, never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode as we specialize in bringing the community to you.